Good morning. How very nice for you to see me. You know, when you look at some folks, famous people, like the Queen, the Archbishop of Canterbury, the Prime Minister, or any number of famous, important people. It's easy for you to think, I could never do that job. I'm just not good enough. Or, I'm not old enough. Or, I've done all kinds of naughty things or said all kinds of bad things. I'm just not good enough. God could never use me. I think that's about how Isaiah felt. I've said some terrible things. And I guess it's a natural thing to think when we come to know God or begin to know God, we begin to realize just who he is. He's perfect. Perfect. Jesus never said or did anything that was dishonoring to his father. He never even had a wrong thought. However, the word of God tells us that we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Even Isaiah. A good friend of ours who was um, chaplain to the Magic Circle for many, many years, Peter Lidlow, he tried to explain this to his nine-year-old son. And his son struggled with it. He said, surely the Prime Minister... Margaret Thatcher at that time. Surely she hasn't sinned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am an ex-minor. Um, so Peter said, all have sinned. Only Jesus was good enough. Well, the Archbishop of Canterbury, surely he has never done anything wrong. All have sinned. Well, what about the Queen? I can't believe she would ever have done anything wrong. All. Peter's son couldn't cope with it. So he took it upon himself to write letters to these famous, important people of high standing. And amazingly, he got a reply from each one of them. It made the newspapers at the time. And actually, his letter and her reply was read out again at Margaret Thatcher's funeral. This is the letter that he wrote. Dear Queen Elizabeth, Archbishop, Mrs Thatcher, last night when we were saying prayers, my daddy said everyone has done wrong things except Jesus. I said, I don't think you have done bad things because you are the... Queen, Archbishop, Prime Minister. Am I right or is my daddy? Love, David Lidlow. I'm going to ask Jean just to read the replies that he got. First one from Margaret Thatcher. Dear David, what a difficult question you ask, but I will try to answer it. However good we try to be, 
we can never be as kind, gentle and wise as Jesus. There will be times when we say or do something we wish we hadn't done and we shall be sorry and try not to do it again. We do our best, but our best is not as good as his daily life. If you and I were to paint a picture, it would be as good as the pictures of great artists. Wouldn't be as good. Sorry, it wouldn't be as good as the pictures of great, I thought that was one, of great artists. No, our lives can't be as good as the life of Jesus. As Prime Minister, I try very hard to do things right, and because Jesus gave us a perfect example, I try even harder. But your father is right in saying that we can never be perfect as he was. Yours sincerely, Margaret Thatcher. From the Archbishop of Canterbury, who was then Robert Runsey. Dear David, thank you for your letter. Your daddy is quite right. Everyone has done wrong except Jesus. We can all have his forgiveness if we ask him. With love, Robert Canterbury. And from the Queen. Dear David, I am commanded by the Queen to write and thank you for your letter. Her Majesty was so glad to know that you say prayers with your parents. Christians certainly believe that Jesus did no wrong. We also realise that no human being is absolutely perfect, not even kings and queens. Though, like our Queen, they do their very best to show us how to live a good life. Jesus lived a perfect life, which is why we are able to ask him to help us to live a life like his, and when we fail, to ask for his forgiveness. I hope this will help to answer your question. Yours sincerely, Lady-in-Waiting. We couldn't quite make out what the signature was on that one, but it was the then Lady-in-Waiting. I find that quite amazing. I mean, we never think of, of writing to these famous, important people, do we? I mean, I wouldn't have thought of doing that. But this little nine-year-old took it upon himself to do that. And he got those wonderful uh, replies. I've got copies of the letters and the, the press cuttings and a few other bits and bobs down here. That you, if, you, if you're interested, you can have a look at later after the service. So it's easy to look at these people that God has placed in high positions and think that they're different to the rest of us. Super special in some way. Well, maybe they are. Maybe they're not. The longer I live and the more people I come into contact with, the more I realise that we're all in the same boat. I count among my friends and acquaintances uh, rock bands, well, ex-rock bands or beat groups, we used to call them in those days. Famous magicians, vicars, priests, bishops, MPs, even the Archbishop of Canterbury is a very good friend of mine. And they're just like you and me. They're no different. They're not super people. We tend to think that they are, but they're not. God chose them to do particular jobs because of their particular gifts that he gave to them. God placed them in their positions. And that's why God asks us to pray for them. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers and intercessions and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Saviour.
God can use anybody, and that includes you and me, Isaiah, many other people, to do anything he wants to. God has a plan for each of our lives. God said to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. God has a plan for your life. And each one of us, God has a plan for our lives. And we don't need to worry about being good enough or old enough or strong enough. We just need to believe, have faith, and be willing... And, as Mary told the wine servers at the wedding in Cana, do whatever he tells you. Isaiah was certainly willing. He put his hand up straight away. Me, send me. Notice God didn't actually send Isaiah and call him to do this task. He didn't say, Isaiah, I am sending you. Isaiah overheard the voice of God saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? He was willing. Me, send me. But like all of us, he wasn't good enough. Until God made him good enough. That same call is for each of us. Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? That call is for each of us. Any who will hear. Jeremiah... And Ezekiel both had a similar problem. In their selves, they weren't good enough, but God made them good enough. Jeremiah said, I don't know how to speak, I'm only a child. But the Lord said to me, do not say, I am only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Don't be afraid, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Ezekiel had to eat a scroll Son of man, eat this scroll that I am giving you and fill your stomach with it. So I ate it and it tasted sweet as honey in my mouth. He then said to me, Son of man, go now to the house of Israel and speak my words. God made them good enough. In themselves, they weren't good enough. We can all have a problem with our mouths and say things that we later regret. Jesus said, that it is what comes out of our mouth that makes us unclean. What goes into a man's mouth does not make him unclean, but what comes out of his mouth, that is what makes him unclean. But God can deal with that and with any other sin in our lives. So we've all sinned, even the queen, and we're no use to a perfect God. Well, God thinks differently. God can use anybody because it doesn't depend on how good we are. It depends on him. All we have to do is to be willing, to be willing for him to use us. Moses didn't think he was good enough either to go and speak to Pharaoh. Maybe he wasn't. But with God, all things are possible. God is saying to you and to me, don't worry about what to say. Or how to say it. At the time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. God 
is good enough and big enough to use us. God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. So don't worry that you're not good enough or clean enough. God can deal with that. You may think as Isaiah did, I couldn't step out for God, I've done too many bad things. And when we do and think and say those bad things, it affects our life. And it affects the lives of other people too. It's like this. This handkerchief represents us, our life. That's how we're meant to be, clean. That's how we're meant to be. But when this stuff comes into our life, it says sin. And that's sin of all kinds of ways. Things that we say affects our life. Things that we do affects our life. The things that we say affect our life. And it makes a mess of our life. And then we go out into the world. And this fishbowl here represents the world. Just put the, the stopper onto that sin. That's enough. We go out into the world and other people's sin affects us and we affect other people and we finish up in a bit of a mess. Not at all like God planned. Not only does it mess us up, but the people who we come into contact with in the world, it messes them up as well. But you know, when we come to God, and this represents God and God's love. And God's love, God's love is never ending. When we come to God and we say, I'm so sorry, Lord, for all this stuff that's made me unclean. Not only unclean lips, unclean everything. But God's love is poured out upon us. God pours his love out. And when we just come to him, bring ourselves to him, God pours his love out onto us. That never-ending love, he pours it out. And we are made clean. Something which we could never, ever achieve of ourselves. We're not good enough. People of unclean lips, hearts, and minds. But when we come to God, and God makes us good enough, through the blood of Jesus, and what we find is, amazingly, when we take God's, when our sin affected the world, when we take God's love back out into that world, it has an effect 
on the world as well. Our sin condemns us and condemns the world, but God's love, which never runs out, puts all that right. That's what he did with Isaiah. Man of unclean lips, not good enough, but God made him good enough. He was just an ordinary man, just like you and me, an ordinary person. He wasn't a superman, just an ordinary person. But God empowered him to do extraordinary things. And when God empowers us, he doesn't just give us a bit of his power and say, off you go, be careful with it. That's not how it works at all. God's power is in his presence. And his presence is in his power. And it's when God's presence is in us that we can go out into the world like Isaiah and do extraordinary things in his name and in his power. So when we say, here I am, send me. We don't go alone. Just like Isaiah, God's presence and God's comes with us.